0: Hi everyone. I'm Brian Kilmeade, and I'm here with America's Wealth Coach, Coach Pete DeRuta. Coach Pete, any tricks or, I don't know, techniques to pay my house off early or anyone can use these <laughs> techniques or tricks to do the same thing?
1: Yeah, and I've done this myself. I mean, it's, it's no fun paying that mortgage payment. It is a lot of fun if you pay a little bit extra every month. Take whatever your mortgage payment is per month. Let's say you have a $1,000 payment, divide it by 12, and then send that extra money in with your original payment every single month and tell them to put that extra payment right towards principal. You'll take a 30-year mortgage and you'll knock it down to about 23
0: So if you want to get Coach Pete's plan, I want you to call 800-837-7393 or text Brian, my name, B-R-I-A-N, to 600-700. That's Brian to 600-700. Thanks, Coach. Take care, Brian.
2: This week's
3: episode of The Financial Safari is brought to you by Capital Financial Advisory Group, LLC. For all your retirement needs.
4: Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Neither Peter J. Deruda or his guests are liable for the usage of information discussed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.
1: Hello, everyone. This week on the Financial Safari, we're going to talk about the year review. We're going to look at what's happened this year. We're also going to look at what's going on, we think, next year ways to make sure you can maximize your portfolio and minimize your worry as we approach retirement. Happy holidays, and let's go to the show. Hi, this is Coach Pete. and if you've got questions on how to properly structure your assets and build retirement income, you're in the right place. Welcome to the holiday edition of the Financial Safari.
3: Welcome into the Financial Safari. Consumer advocate Thomas Lipscomb here with you alongside best-selling author, Pete Neruda, as well as NHL Hall of Fame broadcaster, Chuck Caden. Welcome in, guys.
1: Thank you. Always good to be here. Now, this is a special oh, show, Thomas, because we're doing a TV and radio together, so you can be listening to us, and you can also watch us if you're in the right TV network area. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's always fun to uh, to sit there and, and talk about what has been happening, but it's more fun to, to talk about the dreams of what we want to happen next year. Exactly. So I think everyone out there has a dream or two. Let's see if some of those dreams can come true. What do you
5: think, Chuck? Yeah, I think it uh, would be very appropriate for us to have a great year. (laughs) Yeah, you think so? uh, We enjoy each other. We're not getting any older, so everything's fine.
1: Let's talk about, like, let's put the world into hockey terms. All right. Was the year that the Carolina Hurricanes won
5: the Stanley Cup, was that a happy year? Very happy yeah. year. You've been uh, waiting a long time for that, Extremely didn't? happy. My <laughs> wife was happy. She got a Stanley Cup ring. They got the wives' rings. They oh, got. We got nice. the players' rings. Wow. So, yeah, it was good. Uh, Mr. Karmanis was very, very good to us. But there were some years
1: where the, the you thought the Canes were a better team, but they didn't win the yeah. Stanley Cup. It's yeah, well. Muddy, so it's yeah. not just what you think, it's what really happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
5: Well, there's 32 teams, as we all know. And, uh, but only you don't win every team. 32 years. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> if you could even do that, that would be fine. But uh, then there's teams like the Tampa Bay Lightning, and then there's teams Teams like They're the good. New York Islanders in the past. Yeah, I remember or, the you know, All those uh, yeah. dynasty team, Montreal Canadiens, Philadelphia Flyers back then with Bobby Clarke and really good teams. Yeah. That oh game.
1: sure. The winning streak they had. I remember I was in I was in Delaware at the time ah. when, when Philly had the. Remember the big winning streak that sure. they didn't lose for thirty well, like some games in a row. Yeah, me. I got a great wow.
5: story about that too. That's, That's a heartbreaker for me because we were in Hartford at that time and had two chances right around Christmas time that year. It was seventy nine. Yep. And uh, we played a game at the, spe- the old Spectrum. I remember the Spectrum. It was up 4-2 to two with three minutes left in the game. Did they come back and beat? And they, they came back you? and tied, tied? And because there was really? no overtime back yeah. then, ah, I remember, the ladies and yeah, they gentlemen. So we played a 4-4 yeah. tie on the 23rd of uh, December. Then on the 26th of December, back at uh, Springfield. They did a home-at-home. Home. Up Again, up 4-2. And 4-4 four four again? 4-4 four, four tie. Two four four ties. Man. Look it up. Wow. Yeah. So that wow. was
1: in their unbeaten streak. They didn't, right. They didn't win, but they didn't lose. So that's unbeaten. right. Yes. Yeah, so 35 great. games
5: that's it was, too, until games, the man. Minnesota North Stars beat them in the early January of Ask 19-year-old. Chuck. You already knew. That's a trivia question.
0: <laughs> Chuck already knew the answer to that. <laughs> who, who, who <laughs> oh, that
1: you're gonna, I didn't uh, know about I must that. have read your mind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you took the question right out of my mouth. Oh, yeah. And you answered it. Thank
3: you. I'm versatile. Good My job, Chuck. Thank you. That's amazing. Now, not taking a loss though—that's absolutely incredible. Because even if it is a tie, it is not a loss. Well, it, love that. that's a, and that's a good correlation to
1: the financial world. It is. All right. So uh, when when you have a bad market environment, when the year's bad. When you look at the end of the year, you're doing your wrap-up and you're looking at your financial statements, you want a tie. In other words, you want a zero. A tie to me is a zero. Like it's no fun, but it's a zero. There's really right. no net win or no net loss,
3: Yes, but you have right. a
1: zero so you can start the next game from about the same position you were when you started the game you tied. Absolutely. And so yeah. when we talk about the financial world, anyone who's looking at their statements, 529 statements, 401k statements, thrift savings accounts, most of them are down pretty big. And so wouldn't it be good to look at your statements and instead of having a negative 30% or negative 20%, a negative 10, even 50% negative, wouldn't it be great to have a zero on there? So you didn't win, but you didn't lose. So then the next year, it's a whole lot easier to win when you're starting from a point a lot higher than people that have lost 30% or 40%. So instead of playing catch up, you're just starting basically from the starting point again, from the the starting line, you didn't take a bunch of steps back. And so in the financial world, it's sometimes not how far you're stepping up front, but how far you did not go back
5: right it's very very, very
1: important when we talk yeah. about retirement savings and if we're in that financial red zone which i define as 52 and above we need to have some money in a place that we can't lose ever if the market can't take it away crypto can't take it away the thieves out there that you hear about every single day the in the money world they can't take it away and the real estate market the interest rate market the inflation market none of it affects in a negative way as far as a loss your portfolio. It's incredible. It's, it's very incredible.
5: important. Yeah, it the only really thing I don't like about the tie thing is having to kiss your sister. Oh.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Can we eliminate that? Oh, I, I love my the sister. They always said a tie
5: is like kissing your
1: sister. Exactly. But I don't yeah. have a sister, so I never know oh, experience that. Well, <laughs> see, I do. <laughs> I do you have a sister.
5: <laughs> so if you're watching, Patty, you you Strike it for do. the record. Yeah. 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 Okay. Right. Where's Patty with? Live? Patty lives in Novi, Michigan, a suburb of Detroit. She's a nurse. She's ready to retire. And uh, I've been telling her about the great things that happen at Capital Financials, so.
1: Now, were you born in, you are born in Michigan? Yes, I was okay, born so in Detroit. So yeah, Harper right.
5: Hospital, Detroit, Michigan. Yeah, yeah, so Chuck's used to the cold weather.
1: Oh, you yeah. are. I yeah. was in Wisconsin from kindergarten to third grade. My dad was in, it. that was his first teaching job. He, he taught yeah. physics for like 50 years it mm-hmm. seems, but his first teaching job was in Richland Center, Wisconsin. A very oh, yeah. small community between La Crosse and Madison, right in the middle. I remember back then from kindergarten to third grade, I remember having to walk to school through the snowdrifts you know, now it's starting to sound like my grandpa. I, had to walk to my I really did. There were no school buses. It was a Catholic school. We had to walk about three miles through the snow. But you didn't know any better, CHUCK. No, exactly. I didn't know any different. So yeah. it wasn't any. I mean, you, you got your feet got cold
5: and wet, but you're yeah. used to it. Right. Well, right, so a little right. bit later we'll do that these days. <laughs> no, you later on be. in our career, of course, I lived in Madison, and yeah. we lived in a little town called Wanakee, which was north of Lake Mendota, and it was a wonderful place to live. Uh, but you're right; it was a little cold, and we had the uh, little big, cold. <laughs> it's uh, a lot of cold. And 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 then that snowstorm of 1978. Was which rivaled a snowstorm that we had in uh, the triangle about 2220. I uh, remember the one we had. Years uh, ago, I yeah. was
3: going to ask so being yeah. that we're in the south here how often did you have a white christmas up that way? Oh, probably, probably every christmas. About every christmas. Okay. Just about every christmas <laughs> yeah. because ah. from between
5: Detroit Madison and then Hartford, Connecticut. Before I moved uh, to North Carolina, we had many, many white Christmases and many, many icy Christmases too, which <laughs> not very fun to drive in. So,
1: a question then: If, if, and I want to just ask your opinion because to me, I know what I, I how I feel when it's Christmas Eve and there's no snow on the ground. Does it really feel like Christmas Eve? No, it didn't. Doesn't to me. Yeah,
5: we, we, yeah. we had a ritual where we went to some friend's house uh, in the Hartford suburbs when our kids were very little. And there, nine out of ten of those years, it was strange. We never had snow on Christmas Eve. So, <laughs> wow. yeah, and so, but it made it for an easy drive home if I decided oh, yeah. to imbibe a little bit, uh, you know, <laughs> with my friends.
1: Well, my so. grandparents are from New England. They're right in uh, Somerset, Mass. Well, they were in Somerset, Massachusetts, mm-hmm. right on the border of Massachusetts and Rhode Island and every now and then we didn't get snow there either but we were all i remember watching tv and wishing for the snow to come and i remember grandpa saying you don't want that snow to come because <laughs> snow's fun to watch it's yeah. not fun to experience after it's been there for a couple of days that's right yeah, yeah, get, yeah. Get, go where you want to go <laughs> like right. that snowstorm you were talking about we had in the triangle years ago <laughs> oh my gosh it, it, that ten, was incredible. Uh, about 10 days in before Florida we had uh, could get long long on the road we, yeah, yeah so it's it's a, it's a lot different so we were prepared though we had plenty of food yeah. so like that's when whenever greg fisher would come on air and say there's a <laughs> snowstorm coming Food line and Harris Teeter would empty their shells. <laughs> I want to go back. Speaking
5: of Greg, I want yeah. to go back and make sure, did he have that forecast correct? That's what I want to know. Yeah. Greg, that that you're listening. you know, one weatherman, one. 50-50. Yes, <laughs>
1: right. yeah.
5: I hope he was. I don't think anybody expected over 20 inches of snow, though. So maybe. we no. look at
1: long-term forecasts, and we talk about the financial world, and, and you watch the, per- per- the people on TV like CNBC and Fox Business. They're all predicting what's going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're never right. No. So, well, if they are, you hear about it. If they're not, you forget about it. There's a famous guy named Harry Dent. He's written a whole lot, a lot of books. He, he did write a book called Dow Twenty Five Thousand when the Dow was a maybe at three thousand. Okay. Oh. So, so oh. but he, he but he predicted it coming a lot sooner than it did. Mm. He also wrote the one where the Dow was going to collapse, and, and when the book came out, the Dow went up like crazy. So, <laughs> he, as soon as the Dow collapses, he'll feature his book. So. I, the, my point is, the broken watch is right twice a day as well. Exactly. So we we, we yeah. should never put all our faith... And anyone who believes or wants you to believe that they know what's going to happen in the future thats right. because no one really knows no. what's going to happen. True. No, true.
3: And I think that's a good conversation to have. Again, we're here with best-selling author Coach Pete DeRuda as well as NHL Hall of Fame broadcaster Chuck Caton. Contact us if you have questions about what we're talking about. But being that we're in this kind of transition period right now between two different seasons, looking back at the last season, how do you feel? Uh, we talk often about safe money strategies on the show and just putting together proper total retirement plans, and um, do you feel like you've seen a lot of a lot of happy faces in the office this year just as you've been able to develop plans in a, in a tumultuous market?
1: Well, when people are happy, when they realize what we were really telling them, we were going to put their plan together and, and make sure they couldn't lose when the market went down for some of the, mo- the money they had to have devoted to retirement, right. and then the market goes down, and they look at the statement, and they see they didn't lose. So we have people that call many times saying, you, you told me the truth. <laughs> Chuck, I've always told the truth. I, I Over know. 30 years of telling never had a complaint for a yeah. reason for me. And, yeah. and so what we do is, it may not be a pretty truth a lot of times, but we'll say based on what you have put aside, right. if you put a certain amount here, you'll never have to worry about that money. You can take the rest of the money, if you want, and go gamble with it. That's now, right. the gambling accounts for everybody have been, have, have, haven't been good. Now, we like to gamble with, with minimum risk, not yeah. gamble with maximum risk. Mm-hmm. And so there's a big difference than that. You can, uh, you can play the crypto market. That's max risk. You're taking a lot of risk because even the guys in the financial world don't really know what's going on behind the scenes of the crypto market.
3: I I love these options that you guys present here on the program because it's something that we don't often uh, just run into there in day-to-day life. I'm, you know, approaching 40 Years old, if you can't oh, believe the coach. Oh my but, gosh, but you're a baby. I, I know, no, but a lot of these strategies. Again, I'm going to get in that financial red zone soon, and yeah. I want to be ready. And I'm glad that I'm able to help expose a lot of these things on the show uh, because these are things people need to be taking advantage of and not get stuck in that. What is the CD running now? You know, less than a percent, certainly. No, probably. CDs are up to four or five percent now.
1: Are yeah. they really? Yeah, yeah, because because the banks are. We well, see the interest. Every time you. Oh, about because the interest rates, rates, rates going up. Sure. So this could put a strain on the market where people are taking money out of the market which puts strain on, makes the market go down. Right. To a CD with a, with a guaranteed yeah. interest rate. Yeah. There are options better than CDs, though, our Better Forever strategy, making sure that we plan, well, when we do a plan, we, we plan on the, on the end in mind. So you tell us where you want to be, and then we work backwards to, to identify the problem, have the solutions, and then make sure you benefit. So if you want your own Better Forever strategy, folks, all you have to do is give us a call right now. Thomas will tell you how you can do it. There's no cost or obligation. This is a free strategy review session and a free strategy
3: action session for you folks all you have to do is call 800-661-7383 again that's 800-661-7383 or you can text keyword plan to 600 connect with coach pete Deruda and the team here at capital financial to get your own total retirement plan in place the number again 800-661-7383 800-661-7383 or text keyword plan to 600-700 The candy of
4: the month is Mars Bars. That's the name of two varieties of chocolate bars produced by Mars Incorporated Consists of chocolate, caramel, and nougat. Can somebody explain what the nougat is?
2: You don't know what nougat is, Gary? I have no idea. I got you. Nougat is a family of confections made with sugar or honey. Roasted nuts, almonds, walnuts, pistachios, hazelnuts, and macadamia nuts are the most common. Whipped egg whites and sometimes chopped candied fruit. The consistency of nougat is chewy and it's used in a variety of candy bars and chocolates.
4: Are you sure? Of
2: course I'm sure. I read it on Wikipedia. Did you not know it was first manufactured in 1932 in England by Mr. Forrest Mars? Yeah, of course I knew that. Come on, no you didn't.
4: All right, I didn't know that. In any case, make sure you stop by Capital Financial, ask for Coach Pete, and get your Mars Mars the candy of the month. Do it.
1: Welcome back in, folks, to the Financial Safari. Got a special guest in studio today. His name is Mr. Phil Graham. I call him Dr. Phil. He likes that. Phil, welcome
6: in. Hey, thanks, Coach. (laughs) Tell people what you do in, in the financial world. Well, I've been in the industry for 23 years, and I work with some of the top financial advisors in the country, have literally participated in right at $24 billion of protecting people's assets. That's with a B. With a B. That's a big one. It's a lot. (laughs) And so now I focus on one very distinct issue that families have, and that's creating liquidity at death. Right. Because what most people don't realize is that they've saved this money, they've earmarked a piece of it for their family to use to cover all these expenses. Yep. But the reality of it is, it's just not available. So when someone passes away, it's never a fun time.
1: Many times people have all their assets locked up, you're saying, right? Unless you have money hidden under the pillow, if it's in the bank, it's locked up. Until, well, exactly. So, so why why is it locked up? Because that's something a lot of people don't realize. They, a lot of people assume when, when dad dies, I can just go down to the bank and get
6: uh, $20,000 or $25,000 out to pay for his funeral. Well, let's, let's talk about the tools that people have historically used or thought they were using. So, okay. life insurance comes to mind. Yep. I'm a huge believer in life insurance. It's an amazing asset protection tool. It's a way to, to pass wealth. But it doesn't create liquidity because it requires a death certificate, <laughs> yep. which can take weeks and then a claims process. So, it's not available immediately when when the family needs the money. Another solution people will bring to us is power of attorney. Right. My son or daughter has financial power of attorney, which I, again, think is a, a very valuable tool. But what most people don't realize, Coach, is that when you pass away, your power of attorney dies with you. That's, a lot of people don't realize that. So say no. that again. I mean, what, so, what does that mean for the people listening? That's bad. When you pass away, yeah. <laughs> whoever your financial power of attorney is right. no longer has access to your money. That's when you need it the most. Correct. <laughs> Okay. So then another option that people always tell us is they do set their accounts up with transfer on death TOD. Or, or payable on death, POD. TOD, yep. which on all your bank accounts, investment accounts, I highly recommend because it avoids probate. Great idea, by the way. Yes. I, I think you need that. Correct. But it requires a death certificate in order to <laughs> yeah. actually transfer that money yep. so it's not available. Hmm. Now... One that comes up a lot as well is you know, a revocable trust or a living trust. It's right. the same thing. Yep. Again, great planning tool from an estate planning perspective. has a lot of valuable uh, you know, things that it does. Mm-hmm. But in order to put your successor trustee in place after you die, you have to have a death certificate, and it's a process. So
1: a lot of people, I think, think that a death certificate is something you go down to the courthouse today and get one
6: by tomorrow. Is that not true anymore? Pre-COVID, it was over two weeks. Two weeks, yeah. Now it's um, right here. Certain states, and this isn't published You know, here where I live in North Carolina. Right. It's not published online, but like the Texas Public Health and Human Services website, they've published online processing. Digital processing. Which is mostly fast. 25 to 30 days. Wow. Connecticut, six to eight weeks. We just saw a video from some advisor friends of ours that in Minnesota six to eight weeks but even if it was two to three weeks then you got to go through the paperwork and then you got to process the claims coach it's at least 30 days before your family can access any money so if it's
1: the case, if you don't have the money needed for the funeral but but it has been put aside by the person who passed away you can't get into, you can't get that money for six weeks you say maybe eight weeks maybe four weeks whatever two weeks the whole time you're waiting there's not going to be a funeral because the funeral
6: is not the funeral. People aren't going to do a funeral without the money in hand, correct? Right. They expect payment right when services are rendered. So here's what happens, and I always say people have figured this out for generations. Right. One of the beneficiaries is deemed more successful than the others by their siblings. Like in a family, there's always a sometimes
1: there's a very successful child, and maybe there's a black sheep child. Well,
6: and whether it's true or not, <laughs> yeah, that's the that perception, what happens, right? Yeah, yeah. They get stuck paying the bills. Okay. They don't get reimbursed, and now Thanksgiving's awkward. Well, that's
1: the number one cause of fights in families is what? Money. It's always money. Well, in, in life in general, money.
6: Well, and think so about it. the th- wars were fought over money. Here's an extreme example. The artist formerly known as Prince. Correct. Now, whether you liked his music or not, it's irrelevant, but $400 million estate. Coach, do you know who paid for the musician Prince's funeral when he passed away. I know that it wasn't a family member. It was not a family member. Right. Because they couldn't get to any money, right? It wasn't the state of Minnesota because they don't want to get involved. Oh, he had $400 million uh, locked up somewhere, right? It was the family friend, actor, and comedian George Lopez gave Prince's family $20,000 to bury him because they couldn't get any money. So it wasn't an immaculate
1: funeral then for
6: twenty thousand dollars. You would think Prince was. would have had this amazing <laughs> Correct. But spectacle. The money was locked away. And this happens every day. And you know, people say, well, I have a will. Well, your will typically says, well, I want my son to get fifty percent, my daughter to get fifty percent. Right. Well, if I put it on my Amex and my sister doesn't want to reimburse me, I didn't get fifty-fifty like mom intended. Yeah. I got minus... You paid 100%. The
0: 100%
6: (laughs) I paid at the funeral. And so here's what we educate people on, Coach, is that it doesn't have to be that way because that causes stress, arguments, disagreements. Correct. And with the Beneficiary Liquidity Plan, which is the tool that that we use, what people love about it is they're not buying more inheritance. Because I think initially... They think, well, what am I buying? Yeah. What is this going to cost me? Oh, absolutely. Well, you already have money. Right. We simply help you determine what's the minimum that your family's going to need to get through that first 30, 45, 60 days. The minimum. Yeah. We look at all your assets, figure out where it makes sense to allocate so it So it's from. not
1: just a funeral. That's a good point. So what if you're depending on that money that, that when dad passed away and you can't get any of it? You needed to pay certain bills, too, not just funeral well, bills. Well,
6: travel expenses for family members. That's right. Celebration of life. Property taxes. You know, the executor's responsible for all these expenses. The and, tax bills keep coming even when someone passes away. Or what if you have rental properties or a small business or all these things? Like, there needs to be more money than just your funeral or cremation. Yeah. Just to make it easy for your family. And so we figure out what that minimum dollar amount is. Right. And it's different for every family. We look at the assets, figure out where we want to allocate it from. And I want people to visualize, we simply move it from the left pocket to the right pocket. So they're not making premium payments. They're not buying, you know, if their family was going to get a half million, they're not getting 500000 50000 They get the same dollar amount whether you do a beneficiary liquidity plan or not. Right.
1: So let's say this. Let's say that dad has a, has a, a thought about this and he said, you know, I don't want my family fighting over funeral expenses. I want to make sure that they have expenses and money put aside to do things when I'm not here. And I realize that if uh, if I pass away, this money I have in my checking account that I, that I have earmarked for my funeral, they're not going to be able to get a hold of. Correct. So what you're saying is just move it from the checking account to a special trust right. that is payable as soon as you pass away without a death certificate.
6: Correct. Yeah. And so... This isn't a loan. This isn't like some kind of bridge, but until you can get the money. Correct. This is... Your money. This is your money available based on how we structure it. And the only states that require a death certificate are Indiana, Kentucky, Louisiana, and Massachusetts. So most every state, all we need is a signature from the funeral director, which we're all going to end up in front of a funeral director, whether you're being cremated or buried... They sign off saying that you passed away. Well, they're looking right at you. Right, yeah. So they know, because <laughs> yeah. people always ask me, well, Phil, if, if you don't need a death certificate, how do you know I died? Right, right. Well, we require a funeral director to sign okay. off, because we're all going to end up in front of a funeral director.
1: Okay, so let's say Dad has 25000 put aside for the funeral, and it's in his checking account, and he decides that he would want to do something like this. He wants to make sure the money is immediately liquid when he passes away. Right. What's the process, and what's the cost for that?
6: Well, the good news is it's, it takes less than 10 minutes. okay. Because it's already your money, and I think this is hard for people to really l- l- sink in, because it's already your money, we don't even need a signature. Wow, okay. It can all be done over the phone, again, because it's still your money, and it's just a matter of getting some basic information, who the beneficiaries are, and then figuring out where we're going to allocate the money from. But in your example, we would simply just draft it out of that account into your beneficiary liquidity plan. It's now protected. It's set up, ready to go. All right,
1: so if someone's interested in this, all you have to do, folks, is uh, Thomas is going to give the number out in a minute. Thomas, uh, uh, the number will come up. If you're watching on TV, this is TV and radio segment right now. So if you're watching on TV, you'll see the number on the screen and also the text code. And Thomas will give you the number right now if you're uh, listening on the radio.
3: Phone lines are open, 800-661-7383 is the number to call, 800-661-7383. We also have a great way that you can text us. Just text PLAN to 600 700 plan to 600, 700, and folks, I don't know about you, but I'm tired the status quo is being unsure if your financial advisor really has your best interests at heart. We discuss a lot of important topics on the show today, and I think it's time for you to take that first step to not procrastinate anymore. If you're in the red zone, you really don't have a plan in place. We want to make sure that you have that security as you head into retirement, just the knowledge that you have everything put in place on track. So call on in, take advantage of this no cost, no obligation consultation. We're here to help. That number 800 661 7383. 800 661 7383. Or text the word plan to
2: 600 That's plan to 600 And folks, we'll be right back. After this. It's a jungle out there. Home and Apple HomePod. Missed an episode? Don't worry. You can subscribe to the Financial Safari podcast on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. FinancialSafari.com.
3: Wow. All right. Welcome back into the Safari. If you're just joining us, I hope you're not just joining us though, because that was a fantastic <laughs> interview. Phil is awesome to yeah. have on the show there, Fun coach. guy. Fun
1: guy. And by was- the way, a lot of people use PeteOnDemand.com. People love the Pete On Demand site.
3: Don't well, they? and that just reminds me too. You know, we have just released the ebook of your seven baby steps to a ridiculously reliable retirement income, and I'm kind of surprised you did this, Coach. But you are offering the entire ebook up for free yep. uh, if you visit PeteOnDemand.com. We have the audio book as well, obviously for folks like me who are in the car a lot. But the ebook is great. I, I love that option.
1: Yeah, and we've got a workbook coming out too that go along with that. So uh, it, you know, it's it's all about mastering these seven baby steps. And And Mm -hmm. together, it's a gigantic step towards a successful retirement for you.
3: It is. And if you want to go directly over to the site, uh, 7babysteps.com
1: is an easy way to get there. Yep. So, look at this. Look at all these sites. (laughs) 7babysteps. And then you can use the number 7 or spell out 7. We've got both of them. 7babysteps.com. Just like retirement planning,
3: we try to make (laughs) it easy.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, it really comes down to the sound that people like to hear. Financial fill-up strategy, Thomas. Without a financial fill-up strategy, it is my opinion that you don't have a complete retirement plan. Mm -hmm. Why would I say that? Because a financial fill-up will constantly replenish you an income stream. Every single year, you'll get a check equal to or greater than the one last year for your lifetime. It never goes away. Even if your balance goes to zero, your your checks keep coming. And let's say you you disappear, your spouse continues to get that, even if your balance is zero. So if you pass away too soon, whatever's left there, of course, will go on to. Whoever you assign It doesn't get evaporated. <laughs> it, it gets
3: sent to where it belongs. And so we it's the trail of money. We need to make sure the money is going the right way. Absolutely. And this is basically our way of making sure our plan does what Social Security cannot do for us, which is provide that core base income to cover our core costs throughout retirement. Yeah, you really need a
1: retirement solution strategy and it incorporates with a wealth solution strategy. So wealthy people, what is that? What's a wealthy person? What's someone who doesn't worry to yeah. me? I mean, yeah. wealthy could be different to, I mean, what do you consider a wealthy person?
3: No, it's true. I, you can define it by a car or a house or yeah. I say someone who's happy with where they are in their position and, and feels secure. I think that's probably yeah. it is feeling secure where you're at.
1: Secure. And so yeah. then you have a feeling of wealth. And so mm-hmm. it, to me, you'd really never feel that unless you have a guaranteed stream of income or three or four or five or six or seven or Dr. Yeah. David Babel, who just passed away but he was a Wharton professor there at the Wharton School and we had him on our show like 10 years ago. He was writing a, a very comprehensive PhD kind of because he's PhD but kind of <laughs> study on annuities. Okay. And I said, Doc, what are you putting all this work in? You're getting ready to retire. He said, exactly coach. The reason why I'm doing it is because I'm researching what annuity is going to be best for me for my retirement. Thomas, he ended up with 11 different income streams. Did 11 really? different annuities. Wow. He passed away by uh, from a leukemia But his wife and Alice continue to get those streams, I assume, if he set them up correctly with whoever he set them up with. That's wonderful. So very, very important that we have the planning team that that understands our situation and that we can get along with if we're not here anymore. Our relatives can get along with, too. So I think it's very important when we have the annual meetings to have a family meeting because you might not be here. In the future, but you want to make sure your family's still comfortable with your planner as well. Absolutely. Very important.
3: Absolutely, absolutely is, and I think that's something that COVID has uh, taught us all as well is just to focus on on legacy planning. That's something else that has come out in this report recently is a larger focus on the legacy aspect of planning, just because it's it's brought it to our forefront. Yeah, yeah,
1: and so one of the things that it, it's just you know it's it's a it's a splinter in my fingernail kind of thing, you know, Ooh, that feeling like, yes. right? oh, and, yes. and it's when when planners are charging planning fees and then putting you in products anyway and making, making money under management fees as well. right? So you're already behind the eight ball if someone's taking money out of your account. See, the objective to financial planning is to make sure you start each year positive. <laughs> if you're starting, let's say a so planner charges a $10,000 annual fee. If you're starting from 10000 well, that planner better be doing a heck of a job to get you back to zero. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but, you know, are you really getting what you pay for, in my opinion? No, I don't think so. I mean, mm-hmm. not not unless they give you 10000 back, which they can't. It's, you can't rebate back. So how do you make up for that annual fee, not, not a one-time fee, but a $10,000 annual, annual fee. Annual fee. Whew. Doesn't make any sense, Thomas.
3: Coach, we're having a good conversation here. I wanted to change direction a bit, and let's talk about due diligence. This is a topic that I know is important to you and important to the team here at Capital Financial. Uh, a lot of people out there in radio world may not know how that applies to retirement savings, though. Uh, why don't we begin by just, uh, let's define it. What is due diligence?
1: Well, the old saying is, if you don't understand it, then don't invest in it but a lot of people it's been out the window with
3: cryptocurrencies
1: every day <laughs> so you know due diligence is the process of making sure that you're going to be comfortable where you are and if you do proper due diligence, you won't have what's called buyer's remorse. Thomas, you mm-hmm. ever come home from buying a major purchase and it overnight you just you didn't you weren't happy with what you did?
3: Okay, so I'm, <laughs> I'm a geek and a lot of the stuff I that I research to buy, I will have spreadsheets on and will have looked at the top <laughs> 10 lists and all the pros and cons. But yes, occasionally, occasionally I catch myself, I go out on a whim, grab something a couple days later after the return policy's over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I recognize my errors. Okay, so afterwards. <laughs>
1: yeah, there's a reason why when you go buy a car, I mean, Many times they'll they'll put all their paperwork in an envelope and seal it up and say, "Hey, leave this in your glove compartment." Yeah, there you go. They don't want you to look at it. <laughs> <laughs> That's that good. But, like but that. make sure you know, especially in the financial world, your first task in due diligence is to determine the mathematical expectation for the investment strategy that's being outlined to you. In hmm. other words, if I do what you're telling me to do, Mr. Mister Planner, Mr. CFP, Mr. whoever you are, Mr. $10,000 fee at paid guy, <laughs> what kind of expectations can I get? What, what, where will my money be next year compared to this year? Right, right, right. And you know, can you guarantee me that it's going to be more than it was... Last year. And of course, they can't. Of course not. Really, Uh nobody can if we're using risk based products because what goes up usually comes down, or we could go up, 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 and the minute you put it in, it comes right down. (laughs) You know how it is Murphy's Law. So we, we at least need to know, though, based on what's happened historically what could happen to us in the future. But again, that's not a real plan, Thomas, because no. if we're if we're using past, what do they say on the mutual fund commercials? Past performance is not guaranteed future results. And that's f- speed talk they use, right? There you so, go.
3: It's true. Well, this this is going back to the core and explore philosophy that you have. That, 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 that Listen, if you have this mathematical expectation and it doesn't seem to be heading in the right direction, yeah. should whatever you're looking at be a part of your core or part of your explore? Right. So core is the most important part. And that's the part that we need to do before we even talk about investing
1: money. There you go. So core money needs to be there. It needs to grow again needs to be growing we need to protect that growth in other words once you have a growth what fun is it to give it back you have a great gain this year and then you have a big loss next year and now you're back to even You've doggy paddled two years and now you've lost two years of your life and you're still no further along where you needed to be so yeah core yeah. plans should be growing every single year at the minimum it should not be losing money so let's say we have a big market fall and you have your money in the core uh, it's not going to lose any money okay that's very important yeah. because now next year when the market hopefully with the market recovers People who were in the Explore accounts where they lost a bunch of money, they're starting their recovery from way, if you look down, Thomas, I'm looking at my feet, way down there. But you, because you were in a core strategy, you're starting from right here. I'm looking at eye level, and I've drawn a little line with my hand, and you're going to start right from where you ended. Mm -hmm. So you're not going to, you didn't lose anything. So it's a lot easier to recover from way up here than it is from way down there. It's powerful, it's true. And that's why, again, the second task in due diligence is to determine the correlation of investment strategy. In other words, we've we've talked about this in the past, people have some of the major mutual funds or ETFs. And the top ten holdings in, like, let's say you got five different mutual funds. Yeah, I'm diversified, Coach. Go I got five different mutual funds. Right. And then we look behind the scenes and say, uh, you know, seven of the top ten holdings in all these mutual funds, same companies. <laughs> that's the, the correlation. And the uh, you know, the, the Netflixes, the whatever, the Tesla, they're all in. It. Apple's, they're in there, right? Sure. So, so if, and that's great when the market's going up because then you have all your mutual funds going way up. Right but when the market goes down they're all going to go down too so you need yeah. some mutual fund if you got mutual funds or ETFs you need some balance where they have different stocks in there so that like when one sector is having a bad time your other mutual fund has better sectors it's doing good and vice versa yeah. so yeah. but again over diversifying almost ensures you never make any money Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> if yeah, you have 250 stocks over here pulling this way and 250 stocks over there pulling that way, you're going to get a net zero. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so, have you seen Squid Game, Tug of War? <laughs> yeah, well, that was, uh, that was a painful ending for most people. That so was. It we was. don't want
1: anybody in the financial world to experience that kind of painful ending. So, due okay. diligence is basically the process of making sure that you understand exactly what you're getting ready to do. Okay, I like that. Before you
3: do it. Now, is there anything else we need to look at when it comes to due diligence?
1: Well, one of the things I throw in, Thomas, is you need to know the... Risk management style of your investment professional.
3: Oh, now this okay. is interesting. So, yeah. so this is going to change and vary from advisory firm to advisory firm.
1: Oh, like me, I don't like real estate investment trusts or variable annuities. I've never offered them. I've never offered a single one, even though I've been licensed to over 30 years, right? Okay, yeah. So, but then you got other planners, again, like the one you looked up on BrokerCheck, who was peddling <laughs> those real estate investment trusts and also got in trouble for variable annuities or something like there was, people other, variable, there was another Somebody else in trouble for selling variable annuities. That's again, right. the false expectations. The uh, the client got in there and what they were told was going to happen, never happened. Mm-hmm. And so I don't believe in that. Well, you know, if we're going to tell you something's going to happen, guess what's going to happen? It's going to happen. Gonna happen yeah. And so yeah. the most important thing is going to happen now. Thomas, I'm going to I'm going to open the phone lines for the next 10 of you who call right now. We'll put together for you your very own strategic development process, your very own total retirement plan. We've seen others charge over $1,000 for this. We're waiving our fee. And we'll make sure that you get the, the, uh, the attention you deserve and the plan that you need for you and your family all the way through your life.
3: All right, so folks, that number 800-661-7383, 800-661-7383 or just text that keyword plan to 60700 plan to 60700. This truly is your chance to sit down whether you have a plan that you've put together or someone else has put together. Maybe you're sitting out there you don't have a plan at all, just a bunch of 401Ks or an IRA, some mutual funds hanging out here or there. You want to get it all straight, have a true total retirement plan and get a total retirement plan in place. Meet with coach Pete and the team here at Capital Financial. No cost, no obligation, as he said. And even in addition to that, when you come in, you heard what he said. He He's going to resource you up. You're going to leave with books, box sets, everything you need to know and healthily traverse the financial red zone.
1: You know, one of the things I love to do is coach. We coach you up on wealth. I know there's uh, copycats out there calling themselves coach. We are the original. I am the original <laughs> Coach B. There's no other coach out there <laughs> who uh, who has been specializing this and been on the radio for over 17 years now, Thomas. So let's yeah. make sure that you, uh, if you're going to go get a coach, make sure you get the original coach. The Belichick of the financial world. Call right
3: now. There you go. 800-661-7383. 800-661-7383. Or just text that keyword, plan to 600 Plan to 600-700.
2: variety advisors with fresh financial advice each and every week. You can get it all at financialpizza.com. Listen to this week's podcast or catch up on past shows. Coach Pete dishes up the first slice with some really great advice. Next up, clips of some of the best financial advisors from across the country with their timely tips and insight that will guide you through your successful path to retirement. Finish it up with Steve's at all and brokers behaving badly, and you have the makings of one great place. For some of the best financial advice around. You can also custom build your own retirement session. All for you. Dig in. It's financialpizza.com.
3: Welcome back into the Financial Safari Consumer Advocate Thomas Lipscomb here, alongside best-selling author Coach Pete D'Aruda. Also in studio with us today is NHL Hall of Fame broadcaster Chuck Caton. And joining us now, Greg Barrian, our retirement and insurance. Lanner. welcome in, guys. Hello, good to be here. <laughs> Having a good conversation, talking about what happened last year, just all yeah. the crazy ups and downs and uh, Greg, just events. Greg uh, manages
1: the our uh, Wilmington office, our Wilmington, North Carolina office, our it Myrtle does. Beach, South Carolina office, and even our Greenville, North Carolina. And I these just are all
0: hybrid. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, we have real offices though. I want people to know that because no, yeah. a lot of people they like, see. A financial advisor, advisor pulls up in the driveway and, and, and opens the trunk of the car. That's their office. <laughs> that's and you don't want well, that, folks. You want someone who's been around and is going to be around and is going to be here all the way through your life. And... And actually believes in themselves enough to get an office in the area they serve. Exactly, <laughs> that's right.
3: And all you know, you're going to have the same experience that you would have right here in our triangle location as well, because we've looked at the same whiteboards and all of the same. All processes the same information. All here. my Great. books
1: are in those offices too, so yeah. you don't have to drive to Raleigh to get uh, no. some of the books that I've written. Yeah. Greg has those in the other offices. That's there. right. I that's drive cool. to you. Yeah. So I thought we'd do today. I, I like to do a hypothetical case study. Okay. And and I have no idea what it's going to be. I assign it to Greg so I want to be able to talk about it with him as he goes through it. I want to ask him questions, the same questions that anybody watching or listening would probably ask, too. Right. So, Greg, what kind of hypothetical example did you put together today?
0: Well, well Coach, I put my nerd hat on. Yeah? And
1: um, no, I, I never thought you took it off. <laughs> I was going to. You stole it. <laughs> you got anyway, to be quick. I can see you with a little propeller on top. You know, a little hat. Oh,
3: I like Gee, dang.
0: Yeah. So, what happened? So... I keep hearing about the potential of massive layoffs, massive layoffs, and it, usually when that That's starts scary, by to the occur, way. it's very, very scary. Yeah. Very often, what happens is it's the folks that are older and upper, upper in age mm-hmm. making more money. They're making money. more
1: money, so the company they're easier to get rid of. When you're throwing those sandbags over the balloon, you have to drop some balloons out mm-hmm. of the basket to That's keep right. the balloon afloat. The ones with the bigger salaries are the bigger sandbags. They're thrown over first. Those,
0: yeah, those yeah. And, and and very, I, I can't tell you how many times that we we have experienced that with our we clients. If you walked through the door, yeah. you know, and, and callers <laughs> that have reached out to us.
1: I know. Sorry. So, what do you worry in your in your little nerd hat you put on, and and what you were talking <laughs> about, people getting laid off? What kind of hypothetical example did you design?
0: So, with the with the one of the biggest things, one of the biggest th- worries that people have when they get laid off is what's going to happen to my health care. Oh yeah. And so mm-hmm. the number one the number one place I look immediately for is the Affordable Health Care Act. Some people also know it as Obamacare. Mm-hmm. And, however, the only thing about Obamacare, health, the ACA, is that it has to fall between the, the bottom line and the top line of how much money you make. And the more money you make, the more expensive your health care gets because the subsidy that you receive from the government goes yeah. down. Yeah. Exactly, mm-hmm. means right. And so what we do at Capital Financial, for free, when we do design these plans for folks, is we... Uh, basically try to reallocate the positions of their money so they're not taking money out of their 401ks, which is 100% taxable. Yeah, you got to be careful on that. It's a tax time
1: bomb a lot of times. All right. So what kind of example, tell us what you started with. How much money do these people have in this example? So
0: what I did in this situation, I took somebody who's 60 years old. Right. Okay. Okay. They just got laid off. They're sitting on a half a million dollars. Okay. Okay. 500,000. But what we did though is... We're going to have them. We're going to we're going to go on the assumption that right. we could reallocate some funds before this whole thing happens, right. and that we're going to basically allow not have them not take money out of that 401k even though they can after the age of 59 and a half until the age of 65 when they hit Medicare.
1: So because that won't affect their health insurance rates anymore. Precisely. So okay. Good. You know. Very very good strategy. Precisely.
0: Right. I, I literally have I, I have clients that are millionaires who don't pay for their their, for their health care because, because they've
1: structured the way they take the money out the precisely. way and That's fair. That's All right. So so despair, you, you yeah. have five, you need five years of income to come from somewhere else besides Social Security, I mean, besides 401k. Precise. Okay. So what happens?
0: So what we did is we just kind of like we, we, we put that to the side, we let it percolate, let it marinate. Yep. It's just percolate and marinate, Thomas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's going to be yeah.
1: pretty tasty. I didn't so, know he was a chef. Now, Dave, uh, <laughs> for those of you who are listening on the radio, uh, Greg just put his glasses on. He's serious now. Are you a Oh, I'm really
0: getting nerdy now, man. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I'm sorry, I can't see. All right, Greg. What happens? Okay, okay. so on five hundred thousand dollars at the end of five years, right? They're going to start drawing forty-two thousand two hundred and eighty-six dollars. That's, that's a eight percent withdrawal rate almost. Wow, here, that's right? nice.
1: All right, and so for how long?
0: Oh, uh, we we I have this. Uh, I ran out of paper. Yeah. I'm sorry, but it, but it ended at eighty. It ended at age eighty-eight. But this and is a At age eighty-eight, plan. it's eighty-seven thousand dollars.
1: All right, wait, let's start for a minute. So this is yeah. a forever plan where they can they will continue as long as they live to get this income, correct? Exactly. Even if their balance goes to zero, still get the income. it keeps. Okay. Going. So yeah. you starting at age 65, they're getting this income. And so and they started at what? what was the number again? Forty-two thousand two hundred eighty-six dollars. All right. So at age sixty-five, they're getting forty-two thousand. But then you just said by the time they get to eighty, they're getting how much now?
0: Uh, about eighty-seven thousand dollars. So it's an
1: increasing income plan.
0: Because what they're taking out is less than what the earnings are.
1: Assumed earnings. Assu- assumed earnings. Okay. Precision. So what are you? Well, that's. I don't like. That's, these a, that's plans, a good. Really. Call, that's a good call. I don't coaches. like these. Plans, Presumed but, earnings. Yes. Okay. So what are you assuming they're earning every year? Six percent. Okay. All right. What if they earn zero? Do you have that?
0: If they earn zero, it does. It does account for some zeros, and which because you know no, some years what, it's zero, some yeah. years it's higher, some years it's lower. Right. But overall, it does. It does actually work out to the advantage of the consumer. Okay, so this is assume six percent rate, which right, uh, right. I don't like assuming
1: anything. But uh, if it went to zero, they would continue. They would still get income. It wouldn't be as much. Absolutely, and they would never run out of that income either. Never. Okay, because we don't know what's going to happen, Thomas. We don't. So every year no. the market is as a negative number, they would get a zero. Which hey, I've tr- I'll trade negative numbers for zeros all day long. So if the market went down every single year. Anyone who was directly in the market would not have any retirement income. Matter of fact, they probably wouldn't have an account anymore. pretty more. much over. But yeah. you're saying that this person right here would still get income, wouldn't it be as much as they could have had if the market was up, but at least they continue to get it income, continued. whereas somebody who was directly in the market would yeah. probably be in a lot of trouble. Thomas. Hey, oh, oh, yeah. to, they'd be in a yeah. different zip code, we that's call so nice it. That's not it. the one they want. So, <laughs> All right, so it, 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 it's an increasing income plan as long as the market uh, does reasonable. And then 6% Precisely. is not blue sky, I don't think, but it's no. still 6% more than it could be.
2: Because Pretty the market size. could
1: go down every, day, every year and there would be zero. But right. still, not a, good, not a bad plan at all. So they increased the income. They were able to uh, get the health insurance a lot more affordable because they weren't taking money out of their 401k, therefore not creating a taxable circumstance. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: And then when they turn 65, the taxable circumstance is not as relevant unless yes. they're making a lot of money, and then Irma kicks in on their Part B.
1: So the big dilemma is if you have a Roth IRA and a regular 401k, The Roth, of course, is growing tax-free. You can take it out tax-free. The 401k is growing tax-deferred, which means when you take it out, you owe tax on every single penny. So the dilemma is always, well, I've got a big balance in the Roth right here. Shouldn't I take money out of there because I don't have to pay tax on it? Right. And and first of all, you say yes. But then you think, well, if I take money out of there, I'm draining it down. It's not there anymore. Why not let it continue to grow tax-free forever and then have that leave to my beneficiaries tax-free? So that's when we do the numbers to see how it really affects you in the in the tax code by taking money out of certain places,
3: Greg. What you were saying about healthcare and just looking at uh, potential income and just moving those pieces around. I am not an advisor, and I and I just love the way that you guys do this because I've been working with you guys for years at this point on this side of the table. And it's not just healthcare you do this with; it's also with taxes, long term care, so so many of these components. Well, Thomas,
1: anyone can play chess. <laughs> sure. Chessboard looks the same to everybody. You have the same pieces on it. Other people can beat your butt in chess with the same board because they're making the right moves and that's what we try to do We're, we, we all have the same chessboard in the financial world if the question is which piece should we move first and that's where people yeah. make the most mistakes and we think ahead of time and say well if you move this piece five years down the road this is going to happen ten years down the road this other thing's going to happen so we show you the chain reaction based on decisions you make now mm-hmm. and so if you make the right decisions the only chain reaction you're worried about is your income increasing over your lifetime it'll never go away. And so that's important to have that lifetime income. The everlasting gobstopper in the financial world is the forever plan, the money that's going to continue to come for you. And and it basically takes a worry out of living in retirement if you have a guaranteed stream or two or three or four stream of income coming into you and your family. Mm -hmm. Very, very important. So if you're curious about that, if you'd like a free review of where you are now and a free forever plan designed with your numbers for you and your family. All you have to do is call right now. You also get three of the books I've written, and our strategies do work best for those of you with over a million dollars dedicated to retirement. But as long as you have at least $200,000 for set aside for retirement, this offer is for you. I think you'd be very happy to see what you could be doing. And if you don't know what you could be doing, the time to find out is now. If you have an advisor who's telling you everything's fine, why not make sure that everything's fine? Get that stamp of approval. We have Coach Pete approved stickers We'll bring your plan and into the office. We'll look at it. If, it. if it's a great plan and we can't offer anything that would make it better, we'll put a sticker on there and that will give you confidence knowing that you're doing the right thing. But free is a powerful word, Chuck, and we're going to do this free. For the next 20 people who call right now, we're going to do everything you've heard about today free. You're also going to get a free set of three of the books I've written. Thomas,
3: frees good. And Always. free frees up more money for you to do what you want to do. Exactly. I like that very yeah. much. The number to call, folks, 800-661-7383, 800-661-7383. You can also text keyword plan to 600-700, that's plan to 600-700, and when you meet with Coach Pete and the team, it's a very simple process, but uh, they're going to design for you a plan. as Coach. Said just just like just like Babe Ruth, he he pointed that back <laughs> out there. You do the same thing. Lay out your goals, your dreams, yep. your aspirations for retirement. Lay out your assets, what you have available now, and watch this. You're like a, ma- a ma- magic team. I don't know how to say it without being a little too uh, pushy, but well, you guys, you guys just, are incredible at what you no, do. No, Thomas, and, and it's, so it's, good
1: it's, for it's what is connect. available out there. But unfortunately, a lot of times in the financial world, other certain advisors are compensated more or yeah. benefit more by pushing you or keeping you in the place you shouldn't be, pushing
5: yeah. you in the wrong place or keeping you there. In Telling you everything's fine, Chuck. Well, oh, yes. I just that leads me to a quick question for yep. you now, because we had Mel and Mebbin wanted to know what a fiduciary is. Oh, mm. a fiduciary, oh, Mel wow. and Mebbin, huh? Mel and, and Mebbin. I used to call it Mebane back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> a fiduciary
1: is one that has to always put your needs above theirs. There Think of them go. as a family member. That's how they should. Well, if you like <laughs> them, if you like them, you like them. <laughs> but they should be doing the best thing for you at all times. Right. They cannot take commissions out of your money, folks. So if you have commissions coming out of your account, you're not with a fiduciary. Thomas, yes. will give everyone a review to make sure you with the fiduciary team, no cost, in other words, free for the next
3: 20 people who call right now. Contact us today, 800-661-7383, 800-661-7383, or text keyword PLAN to 600-700.
1: For all of us here, we want to wish you a happy holidays. we'll see you next week right here on The Financial So bye.